Hi, I'm Serena, and this is my co-host, Mike, and you're listening to Diapers and Deployments, Who's Got It Worse, the podcast that talks about all things military, the good, the bad, and the oh shit. On today's show, we discuss heated bathroom floors, how cold Alaska is, and mixed beverages. We also talk to guest Patrick Benson, director and co-founder of War Horses for Veterans. This podcast is supported by Skill Mill Corporation, helping veterans transition to the civilian workspace. Serena, I caught you off guard. You did. What were you doing? Taking notes? I was going to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't take notes. <laughs> I do. Well, that makes one of us. Uh, <laughs> so we haven't talked in a while. Mm-mm. I'm going to go. I want to go with you first and ask you if your house is fixed. It is fit. all the important things are fixed, except uh, we just hit a standstill with our master bathroom because they're fighting over the heated floor and whether or not the entire floor needs to come out, including the shower or just the heated floor portion of the bathroom. However, I don't know if the shower floor is heated per se, because I didn't get in it when it wasn't wet. Right. Like, so I'm like, I don't know if it I was like, it's hot, but there's hot water hitting it. I never got in it when it wasn't on. It wasn't, it wouldn't matter if it was heated or not. You have hot water. Right. So all the contractors are like, we need to tear out the entire floor. And Ooh. the insurance company is like, no. So everybody's kind of pushing back and forth. And every, they keep asking me to ask more contractors and ask more contractors. Even they're saying, we're going to send a contractor. And I'm like, that's fine. Send like, a contractor. Send Daffy Duck. Just yeah. get it done. Yeah. And the last person that was here said, I don't know if the floor is heated or not. The only way I'm going to find out is when I tear it up. So we'll see. I don't know. I haven't heard anything this week. I had my last contractor was here last week. So um, the drama is almost over. What else is going on? No, nothing. It's hot as it's hot as hell. It is. Oh, it is so hot. Kansas. I mean, is it hot in the South right now? It's got to be. It's got. Yeah. You said it's got to be. It is. Uh, (laughs) But like your pool bath water. It is, but it's been raining here oh. a lot, like July, the kind of rainy season. I mean, it's rained a lot. So, we it's dry as hell here. Oh, no. And then the humidity just today was just miserable. But I was just in Alaska, <laughs> and I ain't bitching about the heat no more, Serena. Yeah. Was it cold? It's July, right? It's July, and I was in Alaska, and it was 55 degrees, which doesn't sound cold. But when it starts raining, and you're on the water, uh, and the wind's yeah. blowing. And you and literally it was 101. The heat index was 101 the day I left. <laughs> I didn't need a jacket if it wasn't raining. It was because of the sure. you know high angle sun. It, it was great. It was beautiful Alaska. It's just beautiful. Homer, Alaska is where I went and uh I enjoyed it. It's just it's just cold. I would, I would love to go there so bad, but I I just have never been. I would love to go. I have a girlfriend that lives in uh Fairbanks, and I think she just posted on Facebook recently that it like when I say recently, I mean like in the last couple of days that it was supposed to snow in Fairbanks. Oh my God. What? See, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, so I'm a warm weather person. <laughs> That's why you live in Alabama. Yeah. So in the past month, I've been to Puerto Rico and Alaska. Uh, given the choice, you know, I like Puerto Rico because the heat, but yeah. the people, I really like the people in Alaska and the people yeah. make the place. I mean, it's all about, they take care of each other. It's like, you know, when you're in the military and you're trapped overseas or you're in Hawaii, right? We all mm-hmm. kind of our family. Sure. Yeah. It's like the whole city of Homer's like that. They're down there by themselves. The locals are like family. They kind of know each other mm-hmm. and take care of each other. It's that yeah. kind of atmosphere. I like that camaraderie. 
yeah, that part, I really enjoyed the people. And it's not like anywhere I've ever been in the United States as far as the way people take care of each other. Yeah. I've never seen it before. Um, do you want to know something crazy? Speaking of Hawaii, I have been so like, quote unquote, homesick for Hawaii lately. Us too. And I don't know why. I don't know what is sparked it or what, but I'm just, I think it's because I have a lot of people that are a lot of military friends that are moving back. So they're yeah. talking about it. And I'm like, man, I am like homesick for that place. I think it's because you're trapped in a store with your family all day. <laughs> <laughs> this could be true. <laughs> yeah. You're like, damn, I miss the old days of being in Hawaii and calling them I, up to it. I was, uh, yeah, stuck on an island and couldn't wait to get off. And now I'm here in the store all day, stuck with the fam. <laughs> yeah. Now you're like, aloha time, baby. Yeah. They know every, <laughs> every move I'm making. Uh, well, I, I tell you, I have a business up there in Alaska and I was honored to go out with the chamber and we went to a place called the lodge at Otter Cove, Serena. Mm -hmm. This is uh, where people like me and you probably don't go. It's, <laughs> it's not cheap, but they took us on a tour of this place. You talk about isolated. It's my kind of isolation in Hawaii. Like, you know, on the shows, when they put you out in the wilderness and you're all, you know, like mm -hmm. that. So this is a beautiful place. You can only get there by boat. It's really isolated, but you have Wi-Fi and a chef. So even better, right? I mean, isolated. I, I want to go there. <laughs> I want to go there for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> so you have all the amenities, but you're isolated-ish. Overlooking the water. Uh, beautiful, beautiful place. Wow. I mean, what do you do? Is it just like a retreat or what do you do there? It is, do people it's, live there? Well, the people that own it live there, but it's all inclusive. So if you want to go fishing or you want to go kayak and everything's already prepaid for, you just pay and go. Oh, yeah. Uh, bear viewing. Um, oh, cool. I don't know. It, it's just pretty cool. But it, I would love to go fishing in Alaska. So I went to Alaska and I was going to go bear viewing and fishing. I did neither. I worked all the time. Oh. But you know what? It gives me an excuse to go back. Yeah, I want to go. So how do I get on, how do I get on that trip? <laughs> Serena, how would you like a job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm going to have to hire you. Yeah. Look out, Dad. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I didn't say full time. <laughs> I just want to bring you on long enough to make it a business expense. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> what do you need me to do? I can be your uh, like assistant. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to take notes for you because I take notes. <laughs> oh, you're a good note taker. <laughs> and you're a good talker. You could be my talker and note taker. Yeah, there you go. All right. You heard it here. Serena is going to start working for me at my other company. <laughs> <laughs> War Horses for Veterans. What do they do, Serena? War Horses for Veterans is a recover, repurpose, and reintegration of veterans who suffer with PTS. Uh -huh. And they have coaching farm work, horsemanship, self-care program. And it lasts about a week that you go to their okay. website and sign up for. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing from him. Yeah. Uh, you think they'll let me come out there and ride some horses, Serena? I think you're going to have to go get your ass kicked for a week. <laughs> Never mind. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to let Serena introduce our next guest, but I want to apologize to him for her being half naked. Go ahead. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> He is in Kansas with me, so he knows how freaking hot it is outside right now. <laughs> it's so hot. But guests, today we have on 
Patrick Benson, and he is director and co-founder of War Horses for Veterans here in Kansas City. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. We had some technical difficulties. We're a little late because Patrick's the Army guy. He couldn't figure out the, the computer. <laughs> and we try to rely on the Navy to fix the technical side of things, and it didn't work out, so it's we like, had the Air Force fix it. Hey, we're too busy. It's the Navy. We got stuff to do. Air Force, they fix stuff like that. <laughs> they do. They have a lot of resources. <laughs> Well, I, I know a lot of uh, Air Force guys, and I always ask them in the Coast Guard. I'm like, "Have you ever thought about joining the military?" They love. They love. Hey, remember, like, that. so I just got asked. They said they're going to recognize all branches of the service, and they said, "Are you going to put on the Space Force thing?" And I was like, "Listen, that's it's a little early for me right now." <laughs> I have a friend that got picked up for the Space Force. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it was time coming for it. Maybe. There is. I don't know. It looks like there may be a base in Alaska. Look at that, Serena. We've been on here for like two seconds. We're already off track. I know it's right. a thing for us. <laughs> Are we? Uh, no, we don't. We don't nah. have an agenda, Patrick. So tell us a little bit about your service and then about how you got started and what you do. Uh, I was born and raised here in Kansas City, joined the U.S. Army, joined the infantry in 1998. Actually, my first training exercise wasn't a training exercise. It was stationed in Baumholder, Germany. We got called in watching the bombs drop in Kosovo, and we actually got called in on that. Next thing you know, we're in fighting against Milosevic and playing over there. So that was my first baptize, you know, by fire. Speed four, obviously, the events on 9-11 and knowing that we were going to be going to war, and I was at Fort Carson at that time. I was in charge of the squad size element section of uh, mortars. We were attached to the cab. And uh, that was that's my time in the service. So I had really great privilege of training and cross training with a lot of wonderful units across the board and met a lot of wonderful people and had just some amazing experiences at the same time. That's awesome. It sounds like you saw a lot of combat. Yeah. I'm going to tell you on a submarine, my air conditioner went out a few times. So I had it rough too, my friend. All right. Honestly, I would rather be in firefights than stuck on a submarine. <laughs> yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that. I was going to say, I think I hear that more than I hear anything else. Some of the psychologists we work with, one of them, their friend evaluates them for that program. And she says, you will not believe how actually difficult it is to get into. You have to be crazy. I was going to say, they're crazy mofos. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, you got to be nuts being stuck in that pill. Yeah. 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 I. Uh, you know what? It's all on what you get used to. And most of us go in young and they tell us what to do and we just do it and get used to it. I, now, you know, Serena, you're, you live near Serena and you came in the store and you saw the podcast card because she's proud of what we do. And you're yes. like, hey, bring me on. This is going to be awesome. I do a lot of talking when I'm bringing people up. <laughs> <laughs> she said you ran an escort service, but I don't think that's true. It's Esquire, hey, right? It's, it's Equine. Oh, Equine. No, we're the best escort service you can find. Okay. And you do High e quality. Equine. Yeah. I, I usually I have to test out everything. Before it goes <laughs> well, tell us about your horses and how you got started with this, because we had Mike Geyer and he was talking about some of the horse therapy. I don't know. He used that fancy E word and it was amazing. I, you know, we watched his documentary and I never would have thought the results you know, that he talked about. And then I had a friend that went, came back a different person, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I actually wrote uh, John Lyons a letter when I was after an engagement in Fallujah and his quick story, he lost his brother in Vietnam, clinician, horseman, all that. I was looking at different programs. I used to take guys, we used to go out some of the ranches in Colorado and farms and we'd help out. And there's a family there I used to do stuff with, but speeding forward into it, uh, it's something I wanted to pursue. I like teaching, like challenges. And and I think at the end of the day, it's, I didn't want to be stuck in a, you know, cubicle or a typical business model of things. And, you know, just for some reason, you know, when you're stuck in combat situations and different things in the environment, you, you, you think of what you want to do next. And I uh, literally, I went from 
engagements to starting PV Equestrian. A couple weeks later, I was actually started the LLC on the on my out processing of Fort Carson. And so I, I dove deep into it. John lines in, they said, keep your head down. Uh, we'll have a spot for you when we get back. Came back 04, completed that. And just like anything um, in my personalities and uh, you know some of the buddies we work with, I mean, just put your head down and work. Right. Uh, you have a goal, you have a task. And it wasn't until quite a few years later, what I was doing for a living has had a significant impact on me as a combatant, as a transition, because I never really processed anything. I uh, went straight to work, started running my own company, did well in it, enjoyed it. But uh, there was a gentleman I was doing a clinic in North Carolina story. I tell usually I would do problem horses at the end and I would bring them on. And I loved it because I got really good at, I not say fixing them, but really it's just, I like the rush at the time and it kind of gave me the exhilaration from my miss from combat and the same time a lot of the frustration and anger you deal with when you get out but the beauty of working with horses is like you have to let go of it you have to learn to feel again you have to trust and if you don't do that you don't succeed got done and this guy comes up to me because you did a great job fixing those horses but he didn't realize they're fixing you and i kind of looked at him weird not and he goes you're a vet and i said so are you and that was the first time i ever really talked about combat and it was a guy that was in vietnam and uh he was a special forces guy and we just started chatting and i remember asking he's like how do you feel and i said i feel like an elephant stepped off me that was one of the aha moments and you know recently we lost a medal of honor recipient woody williams He's a great guy in Marine Corps, uh, Hiwa Jima. But I met him, at a, I was teaching, I was doing some work out in Virginia, and I was introduced to him, and we talked for almost an hour, and he got into horses. And him and these other guys were like, hey, yeah, these horses saved my life. Just kind of like, there's something to this. So I started kind of piecing together my own journey and where their journeys are and listening to them. And then reading about George Washington, Teddy Roosevelt, and all, you know, there's a lot of prominent people. And then the history of horses and warriors in the past, you know, it was like, there's definitely a parallel here. Industries go and a lot of times they'll find, and they go out to the ranches, they go ride their horses to find that calm and that connection and that grounding. At the same time, it's an exhilaration. You're, you're running, if you're jumping, you're doing venting, you're raining, or whatever, it keeps me rope and rodeoing. Uh, that was kind of the beginning of everything and where I kind of came from on that aspect with the horses. I did do some stuff, seeing things around the country and I'd help out uh, fixing issues with, you know, therapeutic riding programs or sometimes like I'd volunteer, just go and help them out. You know, everyone has their way of approaching it. I just talked to a special operations guy today and he went and visited a place in North Carolina and, and there's there's different dynamics and personality. So I designed war horses to, would I go to it? Would my knuckle dragon bar fighting special <laughs> operations buddies go do something like this and where you see what you see the lack of and what i see in the in the industry is for myself you limit me i don't even want to go to it right um you're already limited in mine so if you're dealing with like the demons and the pts the tbis depression whatever the case may be you already have in your mind that you have these limitations and really it's kind of, you know building that team around you but this horse has this ability to do some amazing things groundwork's vital but you're going to have to get super vulnerable and you're going to have to get on their back. Like when we work with people, they don't, the first time they ride, they're not in the saddle. They have to ride bareback and they ride all three gates. And that's the first time they ever ridden a horse a lot of times. But what it does too, from the standpoint is, is when you get on bareback on there, you're incredibly vulnerable. And so you have two options. You breathe and let go and accept what you got and ride the horse and be present. Or you hold in everything and you're tight and you're going to hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And I don't that's like, option two sounds like something I would do. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it, you know, it's a demographic too, that we, we cater to as well. We've done a variety of different things over the years. It started in 2015 by bringing our first vet through 
And now we've gone into working with our local first responders, which is an honor to be able to offer. Oh, that's that. awesome. Yeah. And again, you know, and honestly, we have this beautiful facility in Stillwell with everything you'd ever want. And it's a safe place. It's a place where we close the gates behind them and our first responders can get away from everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if whatever they want to do. It's just, it's to be able to give that as an, uh, as an option from this huge We've got Helamatic, you know, Cactus and all these great brands and then Caltrack and all them that got on board and they've been great supporters. And I always said the therapy is in the training. Um, the therapy is in when you get yourself in uncomfortable positions and learn to be comfortable. So is that like yeah. a week, a week long, basically? Yeah, usually uh, the program, like the ones in August, uh, my dream has always been to where here's the thing. Like I had the privilege of riding really, really nice warm bloods and raining cow horses and rainers and you work really hard to be able to ride these really, really nice, very expensive horses. Well, there's a special experience you get on riding a caliber horse like that. Mm-hmm. And you can only ride a caliber horse like that with nothing else can exist in your mind. You have to be so present. It's You're just riding this beautiful athlete. Mm-hmm. And they're quirky. They're going to have their little deals because that's what makes them unique. And that's what gives them that competitive edge. But at the end of the day, though there's a humbling experience and there's a connection, there's exhilaration that I can't even, you know, you can't really explain till you feel it. And I always found that this is really, really important. I think it's important that we can build people to the chance to where they get a chance to ride a horse like that. They don't have to go and run in hundred miles an hour or slide it 20 something feet or anything like that. But even just to learn to ride as less as more where you can pick up two fingers and you can just move that horse and just, have this dance with them. I watched Yellowstone, so I'm ready. Oh yeah. my gosh, give me a break. <laughs> I'm gonna put on my rip outfit and come to the ranch. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Horses are expensive, my friend. Uh, they're very expensive. Yeah, I just came back from Alaska and they had uh, one of the people I met, they have five horses. I, I want to say they said it's a couple hundred bucks a month just for food for each horse. <laughs> not to mention all the vet bills or something. I don't know. It's not a bad deal either. <laughs> oh, oh, is that cheap? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, so it's probably 250 or 300. Well, it depends. I mean, if you're like, we have, uh, we're fortunate to have good sponsors and get people involved. Like we have Platinum Performance and different feed companies. And, but at the end of the day, though, it's, you know, the care of the horse, the nutrition of the horse, proper yeah. maintenance of the horse is vital. And that parallels to what we're doing here, too, because as a soldier, as a service member, we've got to, at the end of the day, it's like, if we don't take care, as I always say, is like, uh, what you put in your body is your fuel. And if we're not taking care of our bodies, your, your, your body and your mind's not going to be right. And people will say, hey, I want to do that on that horse. I'm like, great, but I need you to let go here. I need mm-hmm. you to breathe. You can't ride a horse unless you breathe. Breath is key. Breath is everything. You want to control that animal, you got to learn how to breathe. How would someone, how do you qualify? What was the website? Give us the information that we need. WHFE.org. Like right now we do a lot with special operations as well. Mm-hmm. And so we have the privilege of having some amazing, we have a, a clinical psychologist, uh, Dr. Alyssa Fry. Uh, we've had the privilege of, and this is the first time I've ever talked about this on a podcast mm-hmm. and I'll um, probably make it more relevant here soon, is last year during the evacuation Afghanistan. Uh, we had some of our mentors and one of our mentors in particular, Ben, that was on the Today Show uh, last year. He was running evacuation missions from his house in Illinois. And so oh. he was doing some incredible work, but exhausting. So one day he calls me and it's the same week the suicide bomber hit those guys and killed the service members in the Marines. And so he's like, we got to do something for these Marines. They're pretty jacked up. And I say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a two minute conversation. I'm like, done. Get a hold of command. Let's roll. And so he did. 
And so we had a group of second recon come in end of last year in December, uh, two, two rounds in December, one round and then January. And this group is part of the group that got hit. And their stories and what they went through, uh, it's really hard to put in perspective. I mean, it, it was tough. And so we brought uh, mentors from the special operations community that served a lot in Afghanistan, a lot of combat, but wanted to be there to support them and provide them with people that, you know, give them perspective at the same time support. These are all young Marines in their early 20s. And so, a lot of times their first combat operation. So is that only special forces or anyone can come out? Oh, it's it we do we bring across the board like a veterans veterans as well and everything. What we've developed with that, we've been able to take that and then we'll take elements of that into the other programs, which that's helped us enhance what we do. Okay. And it's um, a it's a week long and I'm guessing it's free for veterans. Yeah, it's free for veterans and service members. And you know, you're up to about five to six days, depending on what program it is. Okay. Um, is there a wait or can, if like someone's listening to our show and wants to sign up, is there a long wait for it or? Yeah, this year there, there would be a wait till you to go in next year. Uh, okay. there might be some other things if they get in and but at the end of the day too, it's just gotta be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there's individuals that we're a good fit for and they're a good fit for us, but if it's not, I can refer them. Okay. Um, our program, I mean, you need to be able to be active, you know, physical and, sure. be, and, and honestly, I'll, I'll be upfront too. It's like, you gotta be wanting to invest in yourself, like commit. I mean, you, it's okay to be at a at a low point, but at the same time, you'll hear it a lot. You'll hear about program hoppers. Oh. Uh, we don't oh. we don't get a lot of them. They get weeded out. But at the end of the day, I was like, don't we're don't come here. <laughs> well, you know, we've had a lot of people on our show talk about a lot of organizations, but I've never heard program hopper. I never. I haven't either. That. But that's interesting. I was actually gonna yeah. elaborate on that because. That would make sense if there are people that hop from program to program. Yeah. And the thing is, if you think about it, you have conventional forces. Think of like the pyramid in a way. That's right. a very large section at the bottom. And I always tell companies, I said, no, it's awesome that they serve. But I said, just because they serve doesn't make them a stellar performer. Nah. Still <laughs> sure. invest them and invest in them. And Absolutely. Right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing it with us. And I'm glad that you got to meet Serena. I'm glad to meet me. Yeah. I'm glad he got to meet you. Oh, and at the store, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> You're talking about I'm, right now. And I'm like, I'm, I meet you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably seen him more in the past year than me, though. That's true. Because I haven't seen you at all, except yes. for Zoom. Yeah. I have seen him. I've met him in person twice since uh, we've discussed the podcast. So, Patrick, I got a question. Do you get a discount at a store since you're a frequent flyer? Because she don't give me shit, buddy. Yeah, she hooks us up. What? The whole, yeah, the whole family's great. You know what? They are. Aren't they an awesome family? Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing her dad on. I'm bringing her uh, dad on to talk about the show that almost was. We're not going to spoil it yet, but all my jeans, all my clothes, like in the, in, when we bring through, we come, we come to the store. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. Well, well hey, thank you for coming on. We're going to send people to your website. And uh, Serena, if you want to say anything to him, I just appreciate everything you do. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. You no, know, yeah. I appreciate you taking your time and coming out and talking to us. I like having people on that are local to our area. It's not very often, but it did, we just had um, the tiny houses on that mm-hmm. are uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. They came on recently. So um, I appreciate you coming and talking to us. And thank you for shopping at the store. Uh, that's <laughs> always appreciated. No, absolutely. I'll see you. Well, well, hey, before you get off here, Serena, I'm going to tell you the tiny houses thing. When we did that interview, when I was in Alaska recently, mm-hmm. I met someone that wanted to talk to me because they knew the person that did the tiny houses. And I'm doing a project up in Alaska for workforce housing. 
Wow. We talked about an hour before I went up there actually. And then when I, I went up there and met with him for a couple of hours, all wow. because of that episode. So they're, that's awesome. You never know who's listening. People. They're good people, man. And, and like, if you're a vet out there or whatever, it takes a lot of courage to, or even if you're active, because there's a lot of issues right now in the active military, sure. mm-hmm. it's, it takes a lot of strength to take that first initial step, but like reach out to anybody. I don't care what organization it is or whatever, but if it resonates with you ever like the slightest bit, mm-hmm. at least call and connect with them. There's so many programs that help veterans. If you, if you don't get help, it's because you don't want it. It's not because it's not there. Well, Hey Patrick, thank you for coming on. We appreciate your time, man. And we'll, we look forward to seeing you, buddy. Yeah. See you soon. Thank you. Serena, we talked to him after the interview and I didn't realize it was like eight to 10 hours a day of riding a horse. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, when he was talking about how it's, it's a lot of work and, you know, getting to know the horse and whatever with only a week long program. I mean, I'm not like a horse person at all, but I can only imagine if you're there for a week, you are doing it all day long. My ass hurts just thinking about getting on a horse for eight hours a day, Serena. I mean, have you been on a horse before? Oh yeah. Uh, The first time I ever tried to ride a horse, it tried to bite me. So I'm guessing I was one of those guys that didn't let go. (laughs) I, (laughs) my legs would ache me thinking of being on a horse all day like that, but we've heard it before just like he said it, we've heard it from other people that do therapies for veterans that, you know, veterans that are going through some PTS or whatever, they need a job to do or task to do. Just like he said, they have, you know, to pull down and, you know, get the job done. So um, a horse is a great, a great tool because they always need work. You constantly have to work your horse. So. But yeah, and he talked about, they have ice baths. I mean, they really take care of you while you're there too. So it's not like you're just going to ride all day and yeah. You know, nothing else. Good food. Yeah. Uh, other veterans. I mean, great program. I, I hope some of our listeners try to sign up uh, and I hope they don't have to wait a year, but if they do, they do. Yeah. I mean, if there's a wait, there's a wait, but if your heart's in it, then well, you'll. If the wait gets long enough, though, they'll get more funding. Yes. And they'll be able to expand. I mean, that, it's really all about money. No matter what anyone says, if you don't have the money, there's no mission and you can't help people. Sure. Sure. So, all right. Well, Another great guest. Thanks for uh, introducing us to him, Serena. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad he came into the store. Obviously we have the gear to help him out. Yes, you do. Um, so I'm glad I we got to talking. Um, as you know, I talk a lot. So what? this is how I meet our customers. <laughs> well, well, I only use my cowboy hat for country music concerts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love customers like you when they come in and get the whole getup because oh, they spend lots of money, don't we? Kenny Chesney's in town and they need the whole outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny. I was younger. I wore boots and stuff. But now when I go to a concert at the wharf and it's a hundred degrees outside, my ass is in flip flops and a yeah. t-shirt. I ain't yeah. wearing no hat. Yeah. It's hot. I mean, it's straw hat season for sure, but even right now it's too hot. Nope. All right. Well, Hey, you know what? I think we should just transition straight to the drink of the week. Okay. Because I, I was drinking during the interview and uh, it was delicious. I was drinking as well. during the interview. <laughs> what were you having? I'm having a like Grapefruit, fruity drink. Uh, and you and those what? Fruity. Listen, it's grapefruit juice and vodka and like you know Lacroix, like soda water and a splash of lime. Sounds horrible. It's got vodka <laughs> in it. It's doing the job. <laughs> well, I'm having an old standby, which is a little rye. I'm gonna put it in there. So people say bullet or bullet. See, I don't even know how to pronounce that. I just know it tastes delicious. I don't, I, th- I thought it was bully it, but that's a, but listen, next episode, I bought some Elvis whiskey. Oh, I have Elvis did, regular and Elvis rye. It's, did you see the movie? 
<laughs> I haven't seen the movie. It has to be pure marketing. It has to taste like hell, but I'm going to drink it anyway. Yeah, I mean, so you can make maybe, do you like old fashions or anything like that? I bought a bottle of old fashioned with Blanton's in it. So it's the, uh-huh. supposed to be really good and it okay. is okay. I don't, I'm not a big old fashioned fan, but as far as old fashions go, that one's really good. So you bought a pre-mixed drink. I did. Okay. Well, you know, I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of drinks. Like I, I love a margarita, but I don't like the pre-made ones. I mean, I'll drink it if that's what's right. the only thing available, but I would prefer a real cocktail. Yeah, maybe. I would too. You know what though? Oh my gosh. Brandon's looking at me. Like I just told the biggest lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had that machine that had, you know, made them for you. <laughs> yeah. And I do like it, but like if I can go to a margarita in a bottle for freaking Costco. I know, but that's because I didn't have a bartender to help me. When we lived in Hawaii, <laughs> we just had babies and we had to drink the margaritas in a bottle. Hey, you got to drink on a budget sometimes, Brandon. Listen to him. Call me out from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Where every good man should be in the kitchen making you a drink. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I made a homemade meal tonight for my boys because they had to be out in this heat. Good girl. Yes. And then I said, everybody's got to zip their mouth because I'm coming home to do a show. And guess what? They didn't. No. (laughs) One thing, Brandon. We asked you for one friggin' thing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Diapers and Deployments brought to you by Skill Mill. Go to skillmill.com to check out our blog and create an account. You can also find us on social media. Let us help you find your next career. Don't forget that's skill with two L's and mill with one. Until next time. Ciao.